Happy Monday evening, everybody. Uh, it was a good Sunday, and uh, that, that, that was pretty remarkable. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. I was blessed. Yeah. And for those of you who may or may not know, Jesse and his wife, their family comes to our church. Although you pastor at the Legacy Family Church in Canoga Park. Yes. You do your services, and then you come out to God speak and yes, kick I it do. with us. Yeah, you yeah. bless us. Uh, I, and I invited Jesse tonight because um, I, I receive all kinds of correspondence from many of you. And this was an ongoing theme. And I thought, this is one I want to tackle tonight because um, we're, folks are reeling right now with the, kind of what's in the atmosphere of this ideology that is declaring Christianity is somehow racist. Yeah. And everything's getting labeled racist. And then you're seeing a split in Christendom where folks feel, you know, white guilt. Mm-hmm. And you got folks like Beth Moore and all these others that are, you know, moving in this realm of this woke Christianity. Right. And I, I'm baffled by it. it yeah. It's just, it's, it's like a highlighter in Christendom that all of a sudden um, there, there's just this massive division. Yeah. And I thought tonight, let's take it on. And, and I... I but before we do that, uh, I want to give a, a few updates. Uh, you guys can chime in if you know of any. But uh, Governor Mussolini uh, lifted the lockdown orders, so not yes. co- not completely. I mean, the restaurants get to meet outside in these freezing temperatures. So so <laughs> sweet of him. Yeah, yeah, really, really precious. Yeah. So thoughtful. Yeah. We officiated a memorial service for one of our congregants. They made us meet outdoors. It was raining. He had this warm building. Yeah, these elderly folks, and I'm thinking to myself, who who came up with this stupidity? Just it's criminal. So he, he lifted that. So in regards to the church, uh, uh, churches are allowed to meet outdoors, which is really you know another really sweet thing that he's done. <laughs> yeah, praise yeah, the Lord. We get to meet outside. Very very nice of him. Yeah, Governor Mussolini. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, Giuliani is getting sued by Dominion for one point. Three billion dollars. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's crazy. I yeah. did not know that. I I, I didn't know you, that. I didn't. <laughs> that's yeah. crazy. And there's a wow. yeah. So that well, was on what grounds? Uh, uh, defamation. Yeah, what? defamation <laughs> of yeah. But good luck. That means they get to look at all the evidence, and I don't think they're going to push that. Right. I think one of the reasons why uh, Governor Newsom is lifting some of these restrictions is I, I think the recall efforts gaining traction. Mm. Yes, it is. And uh, people are pretty sick of it. Yeah. And and we're watching the numbers drop, although, you know, they're still significant. And had had we lifted the lockdown, and forgot the masks and the social distancing in the summer. Yeah. Uh, where everyone could have built immunity to this thing. Right. No, we, we, we muzzle and distance and stave off a virus that's going to do what a virus does, move it into the influenza and pneumonia season. Right. So you get this accelerant on all of our elderly, and uh, it's just, yeah. it's, it's beyond me. And, you know, 90% of the deaths in our county are 60 and older. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is, uh, directly targeted virus in that sense. And Absolutely. It's, it's tragic. And what's interesting is right after Newsom acknowledges the numbers uh, that are increasing, you know, for yeah. the efforts in uh, recalling him, the LA Times comes out with an article, I think it was yesterday, basically calling everyone who's signing these petitions white supremacists yep. Yep. and trying to demonize anyone who, who dares come against Governor Newsom and feels that he did not do a good job yeah. in handling the the COVID. So it, it's uh, again trying to use race in order to push an agenda, create a one party system. Yeah, it, it's they want conformity. Yeah, not unity. They want conformity. We are we are walking right into totalitarianism. Yeah, and uh, you said Thomas Sowell. You were you were re- you're reading his book. Yes. He's 91 years young. Yeah, he'll be 91 in June. I That's believe. crazy. Yeah, that guy's a machine. Yes, he is. We'll Great. cover that tonight when we talk. Absolutely. Um, and and we'll fill folks in because I, I want to set the stage on on covering some of that. I would also add, the Stanford study came out that said the, the lockdowns do not work. Masks don't work. Yeah. Uh, you also had uh, not only that study that came out, but you're just looking across the state and you're starting to realize there's no science in any of the things they're doing. He did lift the curfew, which I don't even know where <laughs> that science came up. You know, right. tend to zero. Yeah. Zero scientific zero science, issues. Zero thought. Zero yeah. thought. So 
I'd be curious to see how many people are actually abiding by a curfew. I don't know of a single person who's <laughs> abiding by that curfew. Yeah. Not one. Doesn't make sense. All right. Well, folks, uh, so th this is one of many text emails I've received. I thought this one uh, was the most articulate in defining really what folks are dealing with across the country. And I want to read it to you, Jesse. Micah, you would know this person, but I'm going to leave them anonymous. Okay. And uh, I, was, I was really blessed by this. And I actually responded because I'd already invited you uh, to come and speak on this topic. And then they sent this text. And I said, this is going to be the topic tonight. T tune wow. in. So it was really a blessing. Uh, hi, Pastor Rob. May I ask you for some spiritual counsel? I'm really struggling with seeing some realities of things that are being brought to light. I've seen people... Um, I've seen people that I really respect in the Christian world that have now that has now turned my stomach and I just don't understand. Am I judging? Am I using spiritual discernment? People that I've paid to go see over the years and learn from at conferences and did many Bible studies from like Beth Moore and Priscilla Scherer. Beth was absolutely giddy the day of the inauguration and posting crazy stuff all over Twitter, as was Priscilla, praising uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s daughter, who is an absolute leftist that supports abortion lawmakers while living the good life and calling every white person a racist. I don't understand how Christians can ever vote for lawmakers that support abortion. How do I look to people like that to learn things of God's teaching? How do I know... Uh, who to trust anymore. I understand that Christians can see things differently, but how can any Christian ever justify supporting killing a baby? I don't know any more uh, who I can even do a Bible study with or who to trust to learn from. I'm so confused. Do you lead any small groups inside the church? My best friend of the last six years, a white woman that uh, grew up on a farm in a small town here in California, is a liberal Christian and has been taking some online racial justice classes and now living some crazy white guilt and told me that she needed to rethink our friendship. Uh, I was born and raised in Chicago and hung out in the projects in Cabrini Green. All of my friends were black. I have nephews that are half black, but she wants me to feel guilty because I'm white. I have a battle going on in my head because I want to pray daily uh, for Jesus to just come and take us home. Uh, but I know there are still many people that need to learn about him and be saved. Is it greedy to want him to take us home? I know I really need to be to get plugged into the church and to be around like-minded people mm. and continue to grow in my faith. And that's true. Yeah, That's always helpful. And, and then yesterday... Uh, I turned in a card to volunteer at the church, so I'm excited about that. That's so, awesome. you know, this cool. is someone who just recently kind of connected, and and uh, although been in, in Christendom majority of their life, and now they're being called a racist, uh, and and it's drawn strictly down political lines, mm -hmm. and I, I've never seen anything like this. Yeah, and it's this is where where people are having to deal with it. I, I will say this. When I saw Lecrae come out and support uh, now Senator from uh, Georgia, mm -hmm. here, here's a, a man that declares himself to be an ordained minister yeah. of the gospel of Jesus Christ who believes that abortion is legitimate. Uh, I saw Victor Marks come out in, in response to that and also uh, something that a pastor of our flagship uh, church, I'll leave that alone, but, and just saying, you know, Where's the balance in all this? Yeah. You guys seem to get woke and support leftist causes, but where were you when Trump was defending the unborn? At which point someone chimes in to Victor's remark and says, oh, you guys are all pro-life, but you only are pro-life until they're born, and then you don't care about the babies. <laughs> and I thought to myself, is that now the defense in Christendom to avoid abortion? Because Unfortunately, it is. I'll, I'll, I'll leave you this last thought yeah. and then run with it. Yeah. I won't be the guest on my own show, I promise. No, no, no. This is the last thing. I thought to myself, you have starving children in, in major pockets of the world mm -hmm. that the government, everything else has caused their entire lives to be destroyed. Their bellies bloated, they're dying. Uh, the Western world wants to do what they can to help, but there's just too many of them. Yeah. 
And I guess the logic in accordance with the response uh, that this person wrote would be, ah, you can't care for them since they're born, just get rid of them. I mean, is, is that, they, they, don't, they don't look at the humanity and the Mago day of this being a human being. Yeah. They, they just say, well, there's no one to care for them. So is that, is that what they should have done with the Jews after the Holocaust? And no one had any place for them to go, what country, they were all displaced persons. They had to actually put them back in the concentration camps because there weren't any countries that wanted them to come. Yeah. Is this the new logic in Christendom? Because if it is, it's insane. And I, I can see why there's judgment. So take yeah. it. You guys run with it. Help me. Um, and, and yeah, everyone's going to say, oh, look, they've got an Oreo cookie going here. <laughs> I, well, I, I, wanted to, I wanted to bring the perspective in so people can hear it. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you. There's a lot to unpack with her text, with McCray um, and, and the culture. And let me just start by, by saying this. As a Christian first, we have to understand that it is principles that are supposed to guide us yeah. and nothing else. It's principles, not, not people, not personalities. And what we've seen over these, this last year, and really over the last several decades, it's just come to a head in this last year, is the departure from principles, solid principles that we can stand on, to personal feelings and emotions. And there's a, there's a disconnect. We think in, in this culture that how we feel is what is real. Oxford University calls it the post-truth culture, mm. where how yeah. I feel is more important than actual truth. And the result of that is devastating, and we're seeing it happen right now, where all truth now becomes subjective, and then now there is no objective truth. And Jesus says that I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So he is truth. So in rejecting objective truth, you're seeing these people actually reject Christ himself because yeah. he is truth. So when you have people that are feeling so much and so emotional, then what happens is, is they become easily manipulated. It's what Marx called useful idiots. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. And, and, and let me speak to this in the, in the black community. And listen, I, I know this is going to make some people upset, but the truth is the truth. And I'm not here to try and you know, make you feel comfortable. Truth by nature is uncomfortable. It demands change. This is why we reject truth so much. You know, we, we, we reject change. The truth is, is that within the black culture in the United States of America, there has been a tremendous amount of pain because of the past. And we have to acknowledge that. We have to acknowledge the fact that within the history of African Americans, black people in America, there is tremendous hurt, tremendous pain, and a tremendous devaluing that happened. And it wasn't all that long ago. It's still within a generation mm -hmm. that, that this happened. Because that exists, and there is sort of a re residual uh, impact that it's having emotionally, and in other people would argue in other ways. I don't want to get into to all that. It, it's, a, it's a trigger point for the culture. We see that because of the pain and because of all the wrongs that were done in the past, it, it created this very strong community in the sense that they, uh, the black community really sticks together. What other demographic votes nearly 95% yeah, right. for one particular party? Yeah, right. You don't see that in any other demographic, whether it's race, socioeconomic, uh, sexual orientation, none of that. Religion. Se well, sexual orientation, they're pretty solid. LGBT is up there. Yeah, they're pretty. But, uh, but the black community to, is, yeah, is remarkable. According to Pew, Pew Research, I, I think the, the height of the homosexual community was still uh, 82% yeah, yeah. compared to the 90, 95% of right. the black community. Exactly. So because of uh, surviving because of having to be together and take care of each other. There's a strong unit there, and it built a, a very strong culture. Um, the black community also very passionate uh, people, just just culturally very passionate people. So you have uh, a cultural centric, emotional passionate people, and that is a beautiful thing in one sense, but it can also be very dangerous because it means that all you have to do is move a little bit, and you can move the whole. So when you see um, Pastor. Uh, Warnock, Senator Warnock now, come out, and he is buying into this leftist agenda to push abortion as reproductive rights, which is the stupidest thing I've ever heard, calling it reproductive rights. It's stupid right. in the Bible, by the way. That's a biblical <laughs> word. It is. Um, 
you see the community follow suit. Yeah. You, so it doesn't surprise me that a Lecrae, who, again, uh, we're looking at an artist, yeah. creatives, if you're out there, I love you. You have tremendous gifts, but you have to acknowledge that what makes you so creative is in part your sensitivity. You're, you're sensitive to, to what people are thinking and feeling, and it allows you to, to move through music, move through art, and pull on the hearts of people. Yeah. It also makes your heart very vulnerable in order to be moved. An unguarded strength is a weakness. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So you see the Lecrae's. You see, and many of the people that, I'm, that have uh, been in disagreement, you know, strong disagreement with me, happen to be artists, actors, singers, right. because they, they have that sensitivity. So you see those two points. You have an e emotional stand and you have a cultural stand, and it makes for a very powerful and potent uh, way to move the hearts of people, even against solid principles of God. Yep. Because now we're feeling. Yep. And when you talk about white supremacy and how this is being pushed, I mean, it, it's, it's almost laughable how many times this is being pushed and the types of things that are being equated to white supremacy. But the enemy knows and the leftists know that if you ridicule enough, I mean, it, it's... It's taken right out of Saul Alinsky's book, Rules for Radicals. Yeah. You look right in there, and one of his principles is it, you ridicule people. You just keep ridiculing people, and then it eventually moves hearts and moves the culture. Yeah, so pro propaganda is, is forcing a narrative that you know not to be true, but forcing you to submit to saying it's true mm. yes. and to humiliate you. Yes. Mm. And that's, that's a form of propaganda, and it's tragic. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, it, it is. So, they, so you see everything becoming white supremacists, everything's white supremacists because they know it's a trigger. Right. White supremacists and what they've done to the black community in the past, you look at Black Wall Street and, and everything that's happened in, in this nation in the past, you look at that and that is an easy trigger for the black community and boom, you got it. And then what happens is you want to impart that guilt of your ancestors or somebody's ancestors onto the current people so that they will submit to it. So they use guilt as a means of forcing submission. So it's not enough for the black community to just be angry. The white community has to feel guilty. Yeah. And now that guilt, tugging on the emotions again, leads us on a path of destruction because now we'll just do whatever you say. Yeah. Right. You feel mad. I feel guilty. Now let's all move in this way together and follow our emotions. You, you were talking about the abuse of the black community over the ages, and, and uh, it's still happening. And, mm -hmm. and you, you, you can see with both parties, and we've covered this historically, both yeah. Democrat, Republican. Republicans in the election of 1876 abandoned the, the black community uh, by pulling federal troops out in mm -hmm. an agreement to, um, to win the, the, the executive branch of government when it was uh, electoral tie. Mm -hmm. And that devastated the black community. Yeah. And, and then... You know, Democrats. So, so the black community has been a ping pong ball between the parties and has been yeah. manipulated. Yeah. And and even in this election, you know, there, the, Trump had the highest number of black votes, yeah. which was remarkable. Uh, but in the communities where you saw this radical shift in the late hours, these Philadelphia, mm -hmm. you know, the inner city Detroit. You mean fraud? Yeah, the fraud. <laughs> but, but but my point is yeah. they the, that that was a tool of manipulation. Yes. Uh, and and now uh, you, you had BLM Inc., which was a way for uh, corporations mm -hmm. to be guilted into giving large sums of money that didn't go into the inner city and went into Act Blue, yeah. which funded this campaign and yes. allowed them to pull these stunts. And now they. They're not doing anything for the black community. They're done. No. And now the borders are wide open because they have to replace that voting block. Yeah. They, they've allowed abortion to decimate the black community and flatline their birth rate. And now yeah. they're bringing in a whole new crew to... Yeah. 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 It's like, we're done with you now. We're going to dispense of that. We're going to yeah. move on. And people don't see it. Yeah. And they're played. They don't. And it's, you know... When you get emotionally triggered, yeah. you have that with the what they call amygdala hijacking right. where your amygdala that controls your emotions 
comes into play and it overrides. That happens your for me with food. But it but it literally it literally makes you, you, you crazy. Yeah. You you cannot think properly. So all they have to do is trigger your emotions yeah. and then you will be able you will not be able to truly have logical thought. Yeah. You won't be able to put things in logical order. So they, they use that against people all the time. Yeah. This is why the, the press and the news, they will, they will almost have a script that goes across the news uh, yeah. networks yeah. and say the same thing in order to incite right. and repeat the same uh, uh, words that will trigger the emotions, that yeah. will get people to do what they want them to do. And it, it requires us to be uh, spiritually minded. Yeah, I, you know, I, the carnal mind is an emotional mind. Right. I think, to a lot of conservatives, feel like they don't struggle with this. And I think we can lie to ourselves. And I, I said this in a sermon I taught a couple of weeks back. And that's uh, the left doesn't own the corner of the market on victimhood. Like we right. we do it all the time. And I think that when we it's easy to look at the group as a whole <clears throat> and go, how can, how can someone be led by their emotions so, uh, so drastically? But, I mean, I've seen it, and may, like, some people might get offended by saying this, but you see some sections of like, the, the MAGA community where you go, it just takes some, some passionate people that are a little bit misguided without the word of God, mm-hmm. and that you can be incited to do Stupid, passionate things. Yeah, and absolutely. And we, we see it at the Capitol. You know, and do, stupid, just, do stupid things, collect stupid prizes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so yeah. it's, I would, I would, I always challenge myself to think, I mean, if you look at just, you kind of bring it into maybe just your family, like your relationship with your wife, maybe, or your relationship with your kids and see that we're, we're all ruled by emotions at some point when we let mm-hmm. things get to our head and we let our passions. So there's. There's, there's part of me that is sympathetic because I go, I understand what it feels like to feel mm-hmm. and what it feels like to want to be compassionate and compassion as an idea, if it's misguided, will lead you to somehow killing babies. And it's crazy that you can go from, yeah. I'm just trying to love my neighbor to you use that as your, if it's not a perfect platform on the word of God, then that leads you ultimately to death, no matter how mm-hmm. solid wow. you feel like that foundation That's is. That's a good word. Yeah. Absolutely. The, the comment you made about the MAGA community. Yeah. Yeah. It, great insight, Micah, because you had all these folks running after hopium. That's where I yeah. combined yeah. hope and opium, right. opium. Yeah. And, and they're, they're throwing these out, uh, and, and people were running for this stuff, and they were sending it yeah. to me endlessly. Yes. And, and I had pastors sending right. me this stuff. Yeah. Like, dude. Lynn is a knucklehead. He's, he's insane. Fact check your stuff. Quit yeah. sending me this garbage. Yeah. But they wanted it so bad right. yeah. that they shelved right. any analytical. Yep. And, and, and you have these people, QAnon. Mm-hmm. Every, it, everyone still thinks that somehow right. Trump is, Trump has no idea who this is. Mm-hmm. Right. He's not feeding anybody anything. Right. And you got this guy in England who's playing everybody like a fiddle. He went from a, a few thousand subscribers right. to 600,000. He's raking in money, yeah. playing on yeah. their emotions. emotions. Yeah. And, and so, so the left is not the only ones that are. Right. Oh, absolutely. The, the, the right. I yeah. mean, yeah. so it brings us back to centering ourselves on the word. Yeah. Yes. Amen. We have to be principle centric. Yeah. yeah. You know, now I, I will say this in, in the, uh, we always want to be balanced, but you also see that there is absolutely a tendency for the left side of the aisle to capitalize on this and make it a regular part of their, right. their how they move right. and, and how they work. And you, you see that impact um, through the people that that follow that agenda a lot of times there's a there's a, a consistency in the mindset so it, every human being I, I was there on the steps of the capitol mm-hmm. i was there trying to pull people off the gate mm-hmm. and tell them stop doing this yeah you get know, away get away from there and i got tear gassed and pepper sprayed and we got shot at with rubber bullets and i'm trying to pull everybody away yeah but you saw how there were absolutely planted instigators there. Yep. You could identify them. Right. And they were stirring everybody up. Right. And, and I'm getting up there, and there were people who were 
Antifa. There were people that were alt-right. Yeah. There were people there that were just passionate about what was going on yeah. and wanted to get in there, and they got into their emotions. Yep. And once you get into that red zone, as they call it, yep. there's no stopping. It doesn't matter who you are. Yeah. It doesn't matter who you are. Yeah. So we have to we have to be grounded. Yeah. And us us three pastors across the board were it. We have such a a noble calling, but we're held to. We need to be held to such a higher standard yeah. because, especially us taking a stand where there's nowhere else to go, and you see, you know, 1,500, 1,800 people every week, and you're standing in front of people who they're looking to you to not do that to them. Like, please, we we're people and we have emotions, and I always think about that how how easy, not easy, but. Mm-hmm. The, the temptation to, to rally people behind their emotions and get them to do something yeah. that maybe they wouldn't do if they thought thought about it clearly, yeah. um, it's it's huge. And like you're saying, the left the left does a really good job at capitalizing on on that concept. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to pull up while you're talking. No, I'm going to pull this right up because it ties in with what you're saying. You know, when you emotions are important. God gave us our emotions. Mm-hmm. But uh, you, you have one particular party where it seems that um, they put the cart before the horse. And, yeah. and what I mean is that our, our emotions are to be great indicators and motivators, but not leaders. Right, right. Our principles lead us. Our emotions motivate us. Right. So when I see a wrong, that wrong gets me angry, gets right. me upset. I feel a certain way. That becomes the motivation. Right. But my intellect... And the spirit of God inside of me right. has to kick in and say, this is what you do with those emotions. Yeah. Yeah. But the reverse is, is true when you're trying to manipulate people. There's two great things that you can do with information, either education or manipulation. Mm. Manipulation is far easier. Yeah. yeah. So when you have the information, you know what to do. You can go out and educate people. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times it, it takes a long time of discipleship to get yeah. the education into discipleship. That. Yeah. But manipulation, that's easy. And we see it we see it in the yeah. church. Yeah. Man, you, you see pastors out there, rah, 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 get yeah. everybody, give me your money. Right, right, you know, absolutely. Buy my book and right. like all these things and they, they tap into people's emotions in order yeah. to put butts in the seat. Yeah. yeah. Or we can tap into people's emotions and say, Hey, this is what God is calling us to do. We need to go out. We need to stand in front of these abortion clinics with a heart of yeah. compassion and not anger for these girls and pray for them and love on them. So either way, emotions are, serve their purpose. Yeah. But we have to be principle-led and then push forward into those with our emotions. So uh, a pastor uh, sent this to me last night. Um, and and I, I commented. I said, you know, last month we baptized... 90 people on a Sunday. Next Sunday, we're doing another baptism at the church. Uh, I commented that we already have a number of signups. I'd commented about certain people coming to Christ and and how exciting it was, people that he would know of. Um, and then I, I said, you know, the last Sunday we had to turn people away because mm-hmm. there was a line of people trying to get in the church. Wow. And that, that was my comment. And then this was his response. I'm grateful for your passion and what your commitment uh, to Thousand Oaks. I'm not in any way discounting what is happening, so please don't take this as a negative remark because I count you as someone I love and highly respect, and many of the most important friendships I have are because of you. So my question slash remark, I know that you're seeing a huge influx, and much of it has to do with political outspokenness and opposition, but the old saying, what you win them with is what you win them to, is there a danger of winning people to a political opposition movement over winning them to Christ? I'm asking with sincerity. And by the way, I think it's awesome about a certain person coming to Christ um, that I had commented on. Hmm. And I'm like, I, I, I didn't know how to answer that because right. I, I don't yeah. see anything that we're doing as building a political opposition right. movement. I, I, let, let me let me walk you through the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know then uh, you you then know very little about what we do. Mm. You have been misled if you think our priority is political opposition over winning people to Christ. Not sure how you came to that conclusion. I would have, I would never doubt your sincerity, but I do question your sources that have led you to think that of us. Second Corinthians three seventeen. 
Now, the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. We lead people to the true source of liberty, Jesus Christ. We stand against tyranny that declares the church, um, yeah, here it is, that declares the church non-essential. Jesus came to set captives free. I've never seen people coming to Christ like this ever. Yeah. They, they come to God speak to meet this God of true liberty. And then they said, Rob, I don't have sources. I've watched a lot of the services in the fireside chat episodes. That's how they came to this conclusion. Mm -hmm. It truly was a sincere question. It's not like I'm publicly saying anything in opposition to what's going on. I'm talking to you, uh, you know, as a friend. Mm -hmm. So um, I just said, I'm not sure how to respond. We're making disciples engage in the ecclesia. Ecclesia. I avoid a truncated gospel that is myopic and conversion rich, but discipleship poor. Our uh, fireside chats have helped people see that the Bible speaks to every realm of life. Lots of people getting saved, but most importantly, lots of people getting discipled. So yeah. we finally came to mm. this understanding, and he just needed, he, he, he wasn't bashing, yeah. but that's the perception yeah, right. as somebody who's watching a fireside chat. But you guys go to the church. Right. Yeah. And is this a I'm political opposition movement? Or is it a discipleship, soul-winning, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Go ahead, Michael. Yeah, it's, I understand the sentiment, and I, I get the reason why someone would think such a thing, but it's so sad to me that people have gotten to the place in their Christianity that there is no truth outside of, there is no truth outside of simply if, if my congregation isn't just listening to me preach the gospel and I'm not seeing people raise their hands and outside of that, there is no purpose of the church mm -hmm. outside of converting souls. There is no purpose. And it made me, th it made me think of Philippians four, eight, which is finally brethren, whatsoever things are true, mm -hmm. whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just pure, lovely, good of good report, be if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Yeah. We're, we're commanded to look at what is truthful. Yeah. If I'm winning people to what is true, yes. how, how is that counter gospel? Yeah. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to say that anything, anything other than this is truth. And developing exactly. them with a discipleship mindset yeah. to, to rightly divide truth. Right. Yes, exactly. That's the point. It, that way it's, you know, even you can even be stuck in an emotion, a trigger that, oh, yeah. all I do is the gospel, bro. Right. Yeah. What, 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 is that inferring that somehow we don't? You don't. Right, right. That, that you would branch out and add immigration in a conversation, what the Bible has to say about immigration, what the Bible right. has to say about capitalism, what the Bible has, abortion, and now, now that that's yeah. taboo? Mm. Well, you, you got to remember what the Great Commission was. Yeah. You know, he said, yes. Go make disciples of all nations, right. baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Right. But then he says this, teaching them to yeah. observe all things I have commanded you. Right. And lo, I'm with you always, even, even to, to the, the end of the age. Mm. So that teaching part is important. God talks about politics. And let's, let's define politics right now. Mm. According to scripture. Poly meaning many, ticks meaning blood-sucking viruses. <laughs> exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. But, but politics, according to the scripture, Romans chapter 13, the, the role of government is to punish evil and reward good. Yep. Mm. So they have a function in this world appointed by God, the Bible says. Yep. They are appointed by God, and they do not bear the sword in vain. Ministers. They are ministers of, justice. of God. So that is the point. So politics is not about right, left, Republican, Democrat. Right. It's about the ability to discern good and evil. Yep. And brothers and sisters that are listening, as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, as bearers of the word of God, we have the moral compass that discerns between what is good and what is evil. Therefore, we have a responsibility to help our government that is set up of the people, by the people, and for the people to direct people towards what is good and what is evil. We have a people who think it's good to murder children, literally rip them limb from limb in the womb. Mm. 
They think it's good. They celebrate it. They make promises to it. And now we have Christians who are voting to empower people to continue this great evil, one of which, by the way, that God speaks pointed to about. These issues are not random issues. They're not issues of just mankind, yeah. earthly things. Right. These are all issues that God speaks about. Yeah, God right. speaks about taxes in the Bible. Yeah. God speaks about uh, in, innocent life in the Bible. Yeah. He speaks about homosexuality in the Bible. These are not political issues. These are moral issues that right. God has given his direction on. And when we step away Away from that, uh, as as the church, we abdicate our authority and our dominion to a godless institution, and we have the results that we're in right now. What's mm-hmm. happened is because they've made it about that they've I, I call it truncating and causing the gospel to become myopic. Mm-hmm. Where, yes, the death, burial, resurrection of Christ, sinners saved by grace through faith, it's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. You believe in your heart, you confess with your tongue, Jesus is Lord, you will be saved, the glory of the Father. Raise your hand, God bless you, I see your hand. Amen. Now pray the sinner's prayer. You know, forgive me for my sins, and you're done. You're converted. That's preaching the gospel in the church's mindset. Anything outside of that, you say, well, what's the point of the law? Oh, the law, really simple. The law is there to show us that we can't keep it and we need to be saved by grace. No. Praise the Lord. Abraham was saved in Genesis 15 by grace. Yes. So why 430 years later to give the law? The law is how do we live together? Yes. We have to be educating people on a Galatians 3 <laughs> model that the yeah. law is a school teacher, a guardian to keep us safe and point us to Christ until yes. faith comes. Yeah. And we've abdicated that. Yes. And we've made... Christianity, a raise your hand, get out of hell free card, yeah. and everything else is emotion. And I don't do the politic thing, bro. Yeah, see, yeah. that's that's troublesome. It, it it's it's very troublesome, and it limits the church. And and actually, what it does is it opens up the door for people to walk away from God. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's nothing the there. there. Yeah. You you said the prayer. You've done all this. Well, no. The law isn't just a bunch of rules and regulations. Don't do this. Do, do right. this. They're wise restraints that make us free. Yes. Yep. It is. And in addition to that, it reflects the nature and character of God. Yeah. Amen. You know, we got to go back to Genesis where God said, let us make man in our image and likeness. So he made man and woman in yep. the image of light and likeness of God. He created them, male and female. He made them. And he said, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, have dominion. Yeah. God's goal in making us was to make us like him so that we would possess his character. I have, you know, I've got seven children and I love looking at them because they have my characteristics. Some of them yeah. I'm like, yes, amen. Right. Some of them are yeah. like, oh, oh me. no. It's either amen or oh me. <laughs> but you look at that and you're like, wow, you have my character. You know, and, and people walked, oh, you do that just like your dad. Oh, you do that just like your mom. God has the same thing. He wants us to be able to walk this earth and people say, wow, you, you look just like your heavenly father. You love just right. like Jesus. Well, part of that is understanding the character and nature of God through the law. Yeah. You know, he says don't steal because that's opposite of his nature. He is a giver. He says don't kill because or, or murder because he's a giver of life. Yeah. He says don't life, commit yeah. adultery because he's faithful. He's faithful, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's the yeah. revelation of his character. So if we deny the law, yeah. then we deny his character. If we deny being involved in the laws of our land and advocating yeah. for something, then we are actually moving away from seeing God's yeah. very nature expressed in our nation. Yeah. He's, he's so really good. enjoying I know, it's so listening good. to you. <laughs> and it's so serious. Good. I, I could do this. I, I wish we had a fireplace and right? a couple of pints. <laughs> <and> just, <laughs> so go ahead, Jesse, tell me. <laughs> when, yeah, when you talk about, when I, I know a handful of people who, who feel that way about um, I, I just I just preach the gospel, bro. It's just just grace, just about grace. Um, the law, all the law is there for is to show me how much I suck. That's it. That's the only reason it's there. And unfortunately, those guys and girls are the people who live the most miserable lives. Yeah. Yes. Because because if if the law is only there to show me show me how bad I am. Well, then I don't esteem it very highly, so I don't follow it, so then I'm miserable. And, I'm in sin- yeah. and it, it's- I, I had the emotion of being forgiven at one point right. for my sins. I never yeah. really right. walked in that or right. grew or established yeah. boundaries in my life or applied his law to yeah. areas that would give me freedom. Yeah. I'm still in bondage, and I've basically taken Christendom and made it just like the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, the Christian lyrics are great. 
but the concert's the same. You go and you close your eyes, you can hear Christian music, but mm-hmm. it smells the same way as any other concert yeah, totally. that I used to go to. Yeah. It's like, what does it stink? Yeah. It's like skunk weed or something <laughs> right. going on right. in here. <laughs> and and it's and it generates money. It's yeah. all about money. It's yeah. money driven. Yeah. You you look at the list yeah. of of all the writers for some of these artists right. in their green room and and you know. And then you get canceled if you don't play by their rules. Right. And, mm-hmm. and Christendom is no longer a place of boldly standing yeah. for truth. It's now yeah. compromise in order yeah. to stay relevant. Yeah. And it's because we have submitted ourselves to a culture. Yeah. The reason we submit ourselves to culture is because we are so desperate to feel loved and valued. Yeah, totally. And see, if we don't teach people their identity in Christ. If we just say, hey, brother, you just got saved. Your sins are forgiven. That's good. That's like giving birth to a child and sticking them out in the cold, yeah. expecting them to survive. Leave no, it on the operating they table. Will, they, will, they will die yeah. uh, in, in their soul. Yeah. We need to say, no, this is who you are in Christ. One of my roles as a father mm. is to give my children their identity. Yeah. The, the whole notion of you know letting kids figure out right, who they right, are. Yeah. I mean, some I have to go some, find some radical leftists said that they, they want to push for children to be given um, you know drugs to keep them from going into puberty oh until they can identify for themselves what they are. My children aren't going to identify who they are. They're no, children. Exactly. I mean, my son, uh, <clears throat> my my oldest son, when he was a, uh, I think he was four years old. You know, my my wife was asking, "Hey, what do you want to be?" And my sister's like, "I want to be a scientist." And and my son was like, "Yeah, I think I want to be a scientist or a dragon." Right. <laughs> exactly. He doesn't know what he's he awesome. wants to be. <laughs> All right. Totally. I. Yeah. It is. It is my job as father to yeah. give them their identity, and yeah. I don't submit that to anyone else. You have an ID on yeah. you. We have driver's license, and it says who we are because there's an authority that establishes that, and now that identity is accepted anywhere we go. Yeah. I give my children their identity and let them know who they are so when a believer comes in we have to show them this is your identity let me show you who your father is a new creature this is this is this is who he's made you to be and and part of that is having a a, a, an understanding of of what's right yeah and what's wrong jesus is our our righteousness he he is became righteousness for us but there's another aspect of righteousness and that is doing what's right yeah he, he, he made us approved. Uh, you know, righteousness means approved by God. Yeah. So he made us approved, but it also means doing what's right. Yeah. So we, we need to walk that out. And that should be a part of every aspect of our life. Yeah. I don't I, See, in Christianity today, we want to compartmentalize our, our Christian life and keep it separate from every, else, every other area. But it's supposed to completely surround yeah. and swallow up every area of our life uh, financially, in our families, in, in our politics. I mean, you, you tell people the, the best course to, to navigate their marriage. Yeah. Biblically, how to raise your children. Yeah. Biblically, wise ways to spend your money. Yeah. Why is it that we cannot now tell you how to wisely navigate the political arena as well? Yeah, and, Why and is how that, to build your community. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it, it doesn't make sense. But we're so into culture and being accepted by mm-hmm. people. If, if we don't know our identity in Christ and we haven't gotten our value from him, we're just going to go and get it from everyone else. Yeah. yeah. You're going to say something. When, when you, I, I already forgot that you used really good terms in describing, you can do one of two things with knowledge. It was, you can either... Education. Education. And manipulation. Manipulation. And when you were saying that, it immediately made me think of my children because it is so much easier to manipulate my kids into doing what I know is right. Yeah. Like it, I can just I can just look at my children and they go, I don't know why, but I'm going to do that instead of that because I don't want dad to be mad at me or I don't want to spank or whatever. I'm going to get arrested now because I said spank. But <laughs> but the truth is is that how much more effective and profitable is it to educate them? Yes. Hey. This is, this is discipline, right? I'm discipling you. I'm showing you why this is bad. I'm yeah. explaining to you why this is bad. I'm educating you instead of absolutely just manipulating you. And that, that picture, because it is easy. And yeah. you get tired and you just want to manipulate your kids into doing what's right. But at the end of the day, then they just fear you instead mm-hmm. of respect you for, yeah. for what you know. And I was, the, the term, 
I, I hate these catchphrases that what you what you win them with you win them too. That stuff freaks me out. Like, and I get it because I've I've actually used that before. And like, I turn I, or burn, get right or get right. left. Yeah. But the problem is, is fly we, or fry. <laughs> right. We apply them to our lives as if they were scripture. Yes. And we we My we God. put ourselves in this box. And the truth is, if I win someone with truth, I win them to truth. Yes. Why did Why is it that the only word that can be in Interplaced, interplaced. I don't know this word. Interjected into that phrase, the gospel or Jesus. If it's not Jesus, then I'm sinning. No, that's not true, right? right. It's not true. If I win them, it's, the like, truth, it's like the only answer to right. every Sunday school exactly. question right. has to be it's like, Jesus. Guys, think, right. think more. But, <laughs> it's but crazy. Here's, here's why. Yeah. It's safe. It's safe, and it's easy. It's easy. <laughs> it's it's easy. Right. It's safe. It doesn't require any thought. And you can, again, you can just play mm. on emotion. Mm-hmm. And, 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 emotion. And, and, you don't have to think much. Right. It appears pious and noble. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It, no, excuse me. It appears noble. noble. It's actually yeah, it's pious. pious. Yeah. And, and uh, it appears brave when it's actually cowardice. It mm. is. It's took the words right out of my mouth. It's Absolutely. cowardly. So Micah's cup, this is a vessel. Mm-hmm. And and the Bible says that we're vessels of righteousness, yes. mm-hmm. meaning that we're sanctified, set apart. Mm-hmm. And all the vessels in the Old Testament in the temple were, were old beat up pots and pans. Mm-hmm. But they were God's beat up pots and pans. Yeah. They, were, yeah. they were set apart for his use. And, and as Micah is holding his cup, you know, I, I share the story where I've got this really cool coffee mug that I, I got in Cyprus. It was the first time I'd ever realized it. You know, Starbucks would have a name for every location, you know. So mm-hmm. I'm on the island of Cyprus. I'm like, hey, a Starbucks cup with Cyprus on it. Right. Come to realize it's all over the world. <laughs> but I liked the feel of the mug and it became my favorite mug. Right. And, and I, I looked for it every morning when I come to put my coffee together. I went out one morning and we had a tomato plant growing. I set mm-hmm. my mug up on the cinder block wall to tie up the tomato plant because those things grow vociferously. Mm-hmm. And I tie it up. I get distracted. Someone calls me in. And I go in. And the, the day starts. And I, next day I can't find my coffee cup anywhere. And, of course, the tomato plant grows a foot a day. And, right. you know, it's, it's covered the cinder block wall. It wasn't until months later when the plant dies and recedes that I see my mug there. I, I was thrilled. That's, that's the master's vessel. Yes. I grab it, and it's just filled with mold. It's nasty. It's still my favorite vessel. It's just unfit for the master's use. And so, you know, clean it up and get it back into the, into the mm. cupboard. And mm. let's get back to using that. Mm. And I think that that's this discipleship, that we have to be effectual in the master's hands, oh. fit for use. Yes. Which means education to understand how to operate in the realm of politics. Education mm. to understand how you work in medicine or engineering. Yes. That, that we, we teach our children rhetoric and logic yes. and, and all of these you, you, you do a formal education that understands absolutes. Yes. We've abdicated that. Yes. A Christian education now, for the most part, in Christian private schools, yeah. I, I, it's just, to me, to me, it's not worth a dime to yeah, invest yeah. in that. I'd, I'd rather do absolutely. homeschooling um, than, than that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I'm, I'm troubled by it with the, you know critical race theory and all the stuff that we're dealing with, it, it's, it's permeated the, the church. Mm-hmm. I mean, excuse me, permeated the church, and the church. But, the, <laughs> but Christian schools. Yeah. And, it, and it's not, it, it, <clears throat> things like critical race theory, that's not even education. No, right. it's indoctrination. That's indoctrination. Yep. It is illogical. It is irrational. And see, that's the problem with this, with this line of thinking, mm-hmm. of just being emotional. Yeah. It, leads to further, it leads down a path of just complete inability to think yep. rationally, which, by the way, is a, a marker of white culture and white supremacy. Right, of course. Thinking, thinking <clears throat> rationally. Right, yeah. right. Uh, and that's, a, of course... Don't even dialogue. Do, do not dialogue or have any type of interaction. Yeah. Don't give them the time of day. Yeah. yeah. And that's just dismissing the ability, as the scripture says, come let us reason together. Yeah. Yes. No, no. no, there's no are there any questions? We were going to... Yeah. Because we're about 10 minutes from the top of the hour. I was thinking if anyone wants to ask a question. Yeah, guys, I'm, I'm looking at some, a lot, lots of comments you guys are 
uh, talking to each other instead of listening to it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no, you guys are you guys are just go. <laughs> it hurt on the inside. Tell them how you feel. It hurt on the inside. Um, no, it, it, great comments, guys. But if you have any questions for us, just just let us know. I got one question that says, "What does RWB stand for?" On Mike's jacket, red, white, and blue. That's a clothing company. And I, yeah. I answer, I'm gonna say, oh, yeah, I'll answer that question. They're like, oh look, <laughs> that I'm so for? distracted. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, while we're while we're looking at those uh, uh, questions to yeah. come in, yeah. you know, the the woman who texts you, yeah. mm-hmm. she brought up feeling guilty about her race. And I just want to speak to everybody. I don't know what camera I'm looking at. She doesn't. It was the other lady. that backwards and irrational. And I just want you to know that that type of thinking is completely irrational. And the Bible says in Ezekiel chapter 33 that the sins of the father will not be imputed to the sons, nor the sons of uh, uh, sins be imputed to the father. Mm. So if we're trying to make white people feel guilty because there were some white people who did bad things hundreds of years ago, that is unbiblical. Yeah. You are not subject to the sins of the father, yeah. according to the scriptures. Now, there might be some uh, generational residue that by the work of the Holy Spirit and the, the, the teaching of the word, we can, we can begin to, to cleanse out. But that is completely irrational. And I just wanted to, I, I wanted to bring up just a, where this type of thinking leads real quick. Uh, gentlemen, if you guys have that, um, that slide oh, I sent you one. Uh, about white culture, if you guys could look at this. This, is, this was put out by uh, the National African American um, History and Cultural Museum which is run by the Smithsonian, and it was outlining the aspects of assumption and white culture in the United States of America, which was basically saying that these are the pillars, these mm. are the things that are pushing or are supported by or founded in white supremacy. So as you're, as you're looking at these, I just want to read some of these off just because it's, it's absolutely... Yeah, um, go ahead and keep it on the screen, and then uh, Pastor Jesse will walk them through it because it's kind of hard for probably folks to see back at home, but just keep it up there, and we'll just read through it. Yeah, so just a couple things. Um, uh, Independence and autonomy are highly valued and rewarded. That is white supremacy, apparently. Wow. Uh, The nuclear family, father, mother, two to three children, is the ideal social unit. That nuclear family is white supremacist. It's not biblical, but white supremacy. Um, Scientific method is white supremacy. Objective, rational, linear thinking, apparently, is uh, a result of white supremacy. Uh, we also have hard work is the key to success. That's a white supremacy type of mindset, <laughs> just so you guys know. Um, when, we, when we look at uh, religion, Christian, Christianity is the norm. Uh, forget about the fact that this was a, a Christian nation founded by Christian individuals. Uh, it's white supremacy now. Um, status and power. Uh, respecting authority is a sign of white supremacy. Hmm. Future orientation. Planning for the future is a mindset of white supremacy. (laughs) Delayed gratification is a mindset of white supremacy. In regards to time, following a rigid time schedule is a sign of white supremacy. Being on time is is a sure sign that you're white supremacist. Uh, And it it goes on and on and on. Uh, Justice, um, when it comes to justice, uh, protection of property and, and entitlements, that's a sign of white supremacy. And, and it, goes, it goes on and on. If you guys can put up that, that other slide that I had from uh, Representative Jamal Bowman in New York. Uh, he put, the filibuster is a pillar upholding white supremacy. It's time to end. The Electoral College is a pillar upholding white supremacy. It's time to abolish it. Student loan debt is a pillar upholding white supremacy. It's time to cancel all of it. So apparently student loan debt, even though most student loan debt is held by white people, is a symbol of white supremacy and oppressing people of color. That's just the, what happens when you have this irrational line of thinking, this emotionalism that continues on. People come to these conclusions and continue to push them into the culture. And then you have people who are so um, submitted to the culture uh, like the Beth Moores, who, yeah. who are looking for the praises of man rather than the approval of God. That's yeah. my humble opinion, if you're going to be supporting anything like that. So right. it, it's, uh, it's unfortunate. Yeah. I, it's I can't irrational. comment on Beth Moore. I've, I've seen some stuff, but you know, like I, I can comment on Russell Moore. I can comment on some of yeah. the stuff that we've been dealing with there. But um, yeah. 
it, it is tragic. It, it, it's, it speaks to the shallowness of Christendom yeah. mm. that here we thought we were doing ourselves a favor by saying, I just do the gospel. Yeah. And, and really what you were saying is, I, I, I don't expand into the realm of political thought or yeah. where the scriptures would take me in relation to that. Yeah. Yeah. I've truncated the gospel. <clears throat> I've made it myopic. Yeah. And, and, and now we have an entire generation of ill-discipled, ill-equipped mm-hmm. Christians. Yeah that are now being useful idiots in this move to manipulate our citizenry Mm -hmm. into slavery. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. And it's, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I just, there's a good question here, but. No, go for it. It's it's actually, it's a very centering question. What Bible verses do you reference the most in discipling your boys and teaching to grow and become young men? Mm. That's awesome. (laughs) That's a. We all have. Second we Timothy, all have. Second Timothy two fifteen. Yeah. Uh, study to. Sh- uh, yeah. uh, study to. Uh, st- I, 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 study to show that. Yeah, it's approved unto God. A workman need not be ashamed. ashamed. Rightly dividing, dividing the word of truth. truth. That's that's absolutely one of the ones that yeah. I stand on. Um, uh, another one that my father wrote in all of his son's Bibles. My father is uh, uh, father of fourteen children, raised eight boys, and <laughs> so the first scripture that he wrote. In, in our Bibles was the wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. Mm. And instilling that, that boldness in my children to stand up yeah. for truth and stand up for what's right is, is one of the scriptures that I, that I impart to them. Yeah, for, for me, I, from boyhood into manhood, it's all about identity. And my favorite version, the verse that I share with Oliver and Elliot, it's only one, so I just talk to him and hopefully he listens uh, but uh, it's Galatians 2.20 that, 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 <laughs> yeah. that boy's smart yeah, he, he does smart. listen he, he takes listens. it all in Galatians 2.20 I've been crucified with Christ no longer I live but Christ who lives in me Amen. life I live now in the flesh I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me and that's that's the verse to me that if you're going to be a man you got to realize that um, you've been crucified with Jesus mm-hmm. and if even even there's conservatisms that would tell you um, otherwise to be prideful and uh, be proud of your. Um, I mean, I, I I get it. Proud of I'm I'm proud of my masculinity for sure. But I hold it subject to the mind of Christ, yeah. and and in that identity um, is humility. And so if my if Oliver understands that, hey, look. No one owes you anything. Like you, <laughs> you deserve death, and that's yeah. your. If your identity is in that, then um, you're gonna you're gonna flourish. That's Amen. Amen. Yeah. Um, life first, Galatians two twenty. Amen. Um, Another question. I'm looking. We can do one more. It brings us to the top of the hour. Yeah. yeah. We gotta get you home. So mind your family, what you look like. Yeah. No. They have, they have all the answers they need. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want you to do this um, on a regular basis. Uh, I think it's, it's helpful because I, I want these evenings with folks to really take on a discipleship mode. Yeah. Um, a, a number of great teachers have been relegated to obscurity. And, you know, like we were talking about Thomas Sowell. Yes. I, I, I don't think people realize what... What a diamond we have in that yes. man. And he's still living. Yes. And he's a remarkably, he's already answered these questions and he did it 50 years ago. Yes. 60 years ago. And, and there's a generation that's now slightly discovering him. But I, I think it's important that we start to bring this to the forefront for folks. And Absolutely. Let, let them hear us work through these things. So, mm-hmm. Pastor Jesse, thank you. Pastor Rob, glad to be here. Thank you. Mike, Hi, Micah. Appreciate you. Thanks for filling in for David Glinky's spot. Absolutely. He, uh, he, he got in late. He's, he flew to, what, Korea? He's an American know. Airlines yeah, pilot. So. Somewhere. Uh, Pastor Jesse, why don't you take us out with Numbers 6. It's the blessing that we read to everyone. And then uh, at the end, pray for us if you would. Amen. All right. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity to come together and reason your scriptures, Mm. Lord God, as you intended. Mm. Father, we're so grateful 
to be able to have this platform to speak and minister to your people, Lord, that we might be discipled and built up and gain more of you, Lord Jesus. Father, we continue to, to lift up our nation right now as we step uh, into this, this new administration, mm -hmm. this new time. Father, we just ask for your grace and your mercy to be upon us. Lord, we pray for your forgiveness over the areas that mm -hmm. we have turned our backs on you. We ask, Lord God, that you would have mercy on your church. Allow us, Lord God, the ability to be a bright and shining light in these dark times. Father, let favor go before us as we continue to preach the gospel in the manner in which you have outlined for us in your word and the manner in which is uh, afforded to us by the Constitution of the United States of America. Yes. We pray for all those pastors who are, who are undergoing persecution because of their stand. We ask for your favor in the courtrooms, Lord God. We yes, ask for Lord. blessing protection over them and their families. Lord, have your way in this nation. This is still one nation under God, <clears throat> in the visible, with liberty and justice for yes, all. And we thank you so that as long as there is breath in our lungs as your believers, that there is hope for this nation yes, and this God. world. We love you and we give you all praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Folks, uh, I, we're, if we're, I just want to share that uh, Thursday, 1.30 at the courthouse in San Jose. Yes. Uh, you're, you're sending folks from your congregation. Oh, yeah, we'll no, we're, we're all heading to San Jose Carpool. It's at the courthouse, Santa Clara Courthouse. Uh, let's see, tomorrow we'll post uh, the address. Address. Yeah. Cool. Maybe we'll do it on this one too. Yeah. But we'll post the address. It's going to be one thirty. It's it's the they're they're giving the verdict um, mm -hmm. for Pastor Mike. One yeah. one point seven million dollars yeah. in fines. Twenty five thousand on him alone. Twenty two thousand on his assistant or youth pastor. Yeah. Crazy. Yep. And uh, yet they they released thousands of criminals this week. Uh, yeah. Mm, brilliant. Okay, folks, we got to stand <laughs> together. We're going to fall apart. Amen. Uh, so. Please join us, 1.30 in San Jose. It's about a six-hour drive. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. Do yeah. it. You can go coast or you can go inland. Doesn't matter. Just get it done. Yeah. yeah. All right. Amen. Well, Pastor Jesse, thanks for joining us. Folks, Glad we'll see here. you tomorrow night. I don't know who's going to be on, but uh, it might be Bob McEwen. I oh, asked cool. him today, and uh, I wanted to make it McEwen Monday, but he was in the Everglades <laughs> or something. I don't know. Something fun. We'll figure it out. God bless you all. Thanks for joining us. See you tomorrow night. God bless.